Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Mike Ornelas Show. If you are enjoying my rants, raves, and reviews, would you share this with a friend? And uh, rate and subscribe to it wherever you tune in for other fine podcasts like this. So, let's talk about doing things different. Yes, I am talking about observing what everyone else in your industry is doing and doing things different. I will use my industry as an example. And one of the things that when I was coming into the industry I saw was people invoicing their clients. So what would happen is the person would do work, whatever it entailed, tax prep, accounting work, what have you, and send an invoice to the client and the client would pay within 30 days. They said, no good. No, 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 no good. That's no good. Why is that no good? Well, because you're hoping that the client will actually pay you. And then you're basing your fee, your compensation, your livelihood on the client's satisfaction. So what if the client is not happy with your work? What if the client picks and prods and pushes you and says, hey, I need all these changes made? Well, now you're in a big back and forth with a miserable person. And if that person is miserable, there's nothing that you and I can do to make sure that this person is happy because this person, and there's an element of people who just decided to be miserable, okay? They decided that they're going to be miserable, their life is miserable, and they're going to make everyone else's life miserable as far as it depends on them. So when you have people who are choosing to live a miserable life they're choosing to live a miserable existence then what you have is someone who's going to be nearly impossible to please it doesn't matter how good of a job you do for them they're just gonna pick apart every single thing that you've done for them and no matter what you do to fix it no matter how kind-hearted and gentle-hearted you are that person has just decided i don't care I am going to pick apart your work. And now you're hoping to get paid. I said, no good. That's no good. I don't want to hope to get paid. I want to know I'm getting paid. So what I did for everybody across the board was implemented an internal policy. We would never post that anywhere, but we would just verbalize that to clients and tell them, here's what's expected. Here's what it costs and we ask that you pay up front. Oh, so before you begin, yes. And I would say just like that, before we begin, I won't say we require payment, I would say we ask for payment. So that way it established that expectation. We're not gonna hope to get paid, we're always going to get paid. It don't matter if you don't like the work, what matters is you hired us to do the work. And so the, the client would sign something up front, agreeing to this payment structure and agreeing that no matter what, this payment was non-refundable because we were going to do everything within our power to make sure that the job was done and it was done timely and it was done right. So it's important to establish you, that you, I did not set out to do things different just for the sake of being different. 
what I did is I noticed that there was a deficiency in the industry and that was no good. That was absolutely no good. And I learned this principle from a man named Dan Kennedy, who I recommend that everyone study, whether you're in business or not, because his principles apply to just daily life. And he said, rich people get paid before they do the work, poor people get paid after they do the work. So I decided I wanted to be rich. I don't want to be poor. I don't want to get paid after I do the work and then I have to chase the client for payment. No, no good. No good. I want to get paid up front in full before the work begins. So that's exactly what I did. That's exactly how I approached the situation. And I suggest that you observe any deficiencies or flaws in your industry, in your life, or in your family, and that you adjust your course accordingly. If you notice that you yeah, you come from a family of obese people, then definitely course correct. Because I decided in my own life, and I observed that fat folks don't live very long. So I decided that I was going to lose the 50 or 60 pounds. I don't remember exactly how much weight I needed to lose exactly. But I decided that I was going to lose a ton of weight. So that way I could live as long as I possibly could. Because I didn't want to shortchange my family or myself just because I was making foolish choices. So I decided that if I was going to live long, I was going to live healthy and I was going to course correct and make better choices. So that's what I suggest you do. You observe the people in your life. You observe the people in your industry and you observe the cultural norms and you do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. So another thing that I observed in my industry is people didn't want to market themselves. They didn't learn sales or marketing. They just said, oh, if I do a good job for people, then they'll automatically refer others to me. They'll automatically beat a path to my door and I'll have as much business as I could possibly handle. False, totally false. And I observed that they were so meek and mild that they expected that people were going to refer to them, even though they never asked for it. And I remember there being a scripture that says you don't have because you don't ask. And I remember, well, how are they going to know that I want business if I don't ever ask? And so I started to ask and I asked everybody for reviews, for referrals, for everything that I expect of them. Because if I don't communicate to them my expectations, how are they going to know exactly what I want from them, right? And so you've got to communicate. You've got to make sure that you're clear about your expectations. And so that's the other thing I changed is make sure that I'm clear in my communication with them. Make sure that I'm telling them exactly what my expectations are so that way they know they can't read my mind. So I can't expect them to automatically know exactly what I'm expecting from them when I haven't even told them. So make sure to be clear in your communication as well. So I started to ask for referrals, for reviews. Lo and behold, the number of referrals increased. The number of reviews increased because I started to ask. They would say, don't ask. Oh, well, then I don't have anything if I don't ask. So I started to ask. So I observed these cultural norms that in my industry, people didn't ask. They didn't ask for referrals. They didn't ask for reviews. They didn't ask for anything. And so I said, well, how do you expect to get something if you don't ask, right? How are you going to expect to get anything 
if you don't ask for it. And so I observed this cultural norm and I course corrected and I recommend that you do likewise. Another thing that I observed in my industry is people did not incentivize referrals. They did nothing to to send a gift or a thank you note or a gift card or anything. So let's say that someone referred a client who in the first year is worth $500 to me. In uh, the cultural norm in my industry would be to just thank them verbally and that's it. I decided that I was going to incentivize people for referring. So they knew up front that I was going to send them money and a thank you note and a series of ongoing thank you uh, gifts to show them my appreciation. Because, hey, we get more of whatever we give out, right? So if I give, then I'm going to receive. I give, I'm going to receive. And so that's what I decided to do is when people sent me business, I was going to send them something. They gave, I'm going to reciprocate. I want to show my appreciation. So that's what I still do. I show my appreciation. I still do that because I truly do appreciate referrals. And I let them know up front, hey, I'm sending you 75 bucks per referral. They're like, what? That's cool. I, I was going to do it for free, but hey, that's an even better incentive. And hey, beyond that, I'm going to enter your name into a raffle. A raffle for, to win what? To win dinner for two uh, to any restaurant of your choice. And I'm going to send you a gift card for $200. You can choose whichever restaurant you want to go to. Oh, wonderful. So not only do I get the 75 bucks, but I'm entered to potentially win dinner for two. Absolutely. Wonderful. I like that. So I started to do that on an annual basis. And lo and behold, referrals increased. Wow. It's not rocket science. It's not magic. It's just strategic thinking. So you begin with the end in the mind. And I, I, I got that principle from Stephen Covey, the author of Seven, Seven Habits for Highly Effective People, I believe is the title of the book. I also got that principle of observing the industry around you and doing the total opposite from Earl Nightingale whose program Lead the Field, I probably listened to like 10 or 15 or 20 times. And I suggest you do likewise because he he recorded that program, I believe it was back in 1940s or 50s, but it's still applicable today. His principles still apply today all across the board. They have not changed. They're time-tested and proven principles that just do not change. So observe around you. Observe around you. If you want better results, if you want a better outcome, then you've got to start to observe. You've got to start to observe the people around you. You've got to start to observe your family. You've got to start to observe your coworkers and colleagues. You've got to start to observe your industry. And you take notes on, okay, they do this, but how can I, how can I revamp it? You don't want to reinvent the wheel, but how can I revamp it? Like if they do things a certain way, why is it done that way? Do I need to do it that way? Can I change my approach? Can I change how I do things? Can I change the, the, the approach to the situation? Can I change my billing process? Can I change my methods and procedures? One thing that I found is billing. Uh, an established industry norm was to charge by the hour. And I said, oh, no, 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 that, that's no good. If I charge by the hour, then I'm not getting paid because sometimes I can whip out 
you know, depending on the type of work real fast. I don't want to get paid based on the time that I put in because then I'm always going to constantly be needing to put in time to get money. What if something only takes me an hour? Do I want to get paid 50 bucks for it? Absolutely not. I want to get paid based on results. I want to get paid based on the value that I bring to the table. So if I negotiate someone's tax bill, I just got a confirmation for something that I sent in to the IRS on behalf of a, a business payroll client, and they reduced the penalties that are requested by $21,060. Well, then I want to get paid for that, right? And so in this case, I did. I got paid up front. And I told them, hey, I'm going to negotiate for this reversal. And so that's exactly what I did. And so now what happens is you start to see the number of dollars that you accumulate increase. Why? Because you're not getting paid based on the time. You're getting paid based on the results. For example, if a recording artist got paid based on the time, they would get paid substantially less than they do. But what did do they do? They get paid based on the value that they bring, how many dollars that they put into the coffers. They get paid based on those results, right? And so at, because of that, they can charge different than just say someone who's doing on a gig basis, right? Who's getting paid a couple hundred bucks or 500 or a thousand bucks. They can charge different because of their value to the marketplace. And I suggest you do the same. See, because there are many people who are moan, groan, and whine about their lot in life. But here's the thing that I've learned is you have the ability to choose. That's right. You can choose. You can choose which direction you want to go. You can choose the circumstances that are within your control. You can control the controllables. It's all within your power to control the controllables. There are some things that are out of your control, but a lot of things are well within your control that lead to improved results and outcomes. So I suggest that you observe these things around you in your industry, in your life, in your family, in your personal circumstances, and that you course correct accordingly so that way you can improve your situation, your lot in life, and you can have a greater, improved, superior story to tell. If you enjoyed this episode, would you rate it, subscribe to it wherever you tune in for podcasts, and share it with a friend? And also, if you are looking to maximize the bang for your buck from tax help, then definitely you want to give us a call at 916-509-3553. That's 916-509-3553 or online at sacramentotaxresolution.com. That's sacramentotaxresolution.com. And I look forward to helping you live less taxing.